0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of Saint Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to be asking the question, what should Catholics think of the word rapture? As we Continue our study in First Thessalonians chapter 4, but today we're going to turn to history instead of the Bible to determine the meaning of the word rapture. Over the past several broadcasts, I've shown how the events in First Thessalonians chapter 4 refer to the second coming of Christ, the bodily resurrection of believers where they're transformed to meet Christ on his speedy return to a renewed and transformed earth. In contrast, the theory rapture at any moment, the technical term that I've given you is dispensationalism, believes almost the contrary for each of those points I just made. But today, I'm going to be suggesting that you do something that is not done by any other Catholic apologist other than myself. let me first give you my, my picture of apologetics, kind of a word picture. It's this, it's building a welcoming bridge that explains the faith in a winsome manner so that evangelical friends cross over and embrace Catholicism. In other words, apologetics isn't putting up a wall or winning a debate, but it's really winning a convert by having that bridge established. Okay. Now, here is my suggestion when discussing biblical prophecy with Protestant friends who believe in the rapture at any moment theory. I believe that Catholics should use the word rapture, but carefully explain how we use the word differently. And at the end of the broadcast, I'm going to give you a one-sentence Catholic definition of the word rapture rapture. And when I'm writing this, if you've noticed some of my notes in our Facebook posts for Luke 21 Radio, I'll put the word rapture in quotation marks because we are defining it differently than the rapture at any moment, folks. But let's let's just take a moment and see why we might need to use this word. Let's say a friend tries to convince you that Catholicism isn't true, and want you to join some other type of Christianity. But the first thing they say is, let's just clear the air. I want you to know that I don't believe in the Trinity. I don't believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead. And I don't believe in a virgin birth. Now, please listen very carefully to what I have to say. (laughs) What would you do with every single reason, as good of reasons as they would, uh, uh, coming out of your friend's mouth after saying something like that? You would trash it your mind would be completely closed. Every defensive mechanism you had in your mind against what he is saying would immediately surface because they have actually denied central truths of Christianity. So if anything else they have to say, you're not gonna be listening. Now hear this, the rapture theory is part of the spiritual DNA of many Protestant evangelicals and fundamentalists And to top it off, most are not aware of the historical reasons why it's such an important part of their beliefs. And when we look at the history, it'll also explain why the rapture theory isn't an issue with liberal mainline Protestants. It all goes back to around 1910. Mainline Protestantism was, in with modernism and higher critical theories that were imported from Europe, particularly Germany. And what they did is Protestant, mainline Protestants turned to a belief that engaging in certain social action and social justice, sound familiar? This is going on in the Catholic Church today. Rather than preaching, salvation was the way to bring the kingdom of God to earth, And these same mainline groups started welcoming into their midst and even started denying or worse just simply failing to affirm critical Christian beliefs. And so there is a reaction amongst more level-headed Protestants, and they started emphasizing a handful of doctrines that were either being ignored or denied by the mainline liberals. And here's are some of the things that the level-headed Protestants started affirming, like The inspiration of the Bible, the virgin birth of Christ, the belief that Jesus died to atone for our sins, the bodily resurrection of Christ, uh, Jesus' miracles actually happened. And of course, these beliefs are fully and completely shared by Orthodox Catholics. And at the time when they started emphasizing these type of things, they became known as the fundamentals of Christianity. And those Christians, Protestant Christians, who are opposing the mainline liberals denying these things, became known as the fundamentalists. Now, in 1910, a wealthy Presbyterian layman by the name of Lyman Stewart, who was the founder of Union Oil, he was a very wealthy man, and decided to use his riches to publish nationwide a series of pamphlets called The Fundamentals. And these pamphlets, uh, and again, this was a noble effort trying to affirm the things that historic Christianity has always affirmed, and then the infection of modernism was trying to deny. But here's where it gets sticky. Mr. Stewart, who, again, I think this was a well-intended effort, uh, was also a proponent of dispensationalism. That's that rapture-at-any-moment theory. And so what happened is that the rapture theory got merged and absorbed into a noble effort by Protestants to oppose modernism. So at the same time, there came out a study Bible. And a study Bible has the text of the Bible, the scriptures on the top part of the page. And then at the bottom part of the page are explanations or notes explaining what those scriptures mean. Now, study Bibles are very influential, but they're also dangerous, and that's why I'm such a strong proponent of that Ignatius Catholic study Bible, because the notes in that study Bible are reliable. And there's some other study Bibles produced by Catholics that are not reliable. You want a very reliable one. So in any case, there came out what's called the Schofield Reference Bible, and it was a study Bible that became exceedingly popular by those who weren't the modernist Protestants, and the Schofield Bible was also producing the rapture at any moment theory, dispensationalism. So you had this growing fundamentalist movement trying to emphasize these essential beliefs, but merged with it was this new rapture theory. By saying new, by that time it was a little over a hundred years old. The rapture theory was not held by any of the Protestant reformers. It was a new belief. But notice it when it merged in the fundamentalist movement, today, when somebody hears you denying the rapture, oh, you're just a modernist. And, you know, a lot of Catholics have these ecumenical conferences with mainline Protestants, and that puts a lot of suspicion. A lot of Catholic leaders don't seem to be aware of this, but it puts a lot of suspicion by evangelicals and fundamentalists about Catholics that they can get along so well with mainline Protestants. Because there is a great split that's now over a century old, and It's very difficult for a person today to extract the rapture theory from believing certain fundamentals like the inspiration of the Bible and the virgin birth of Christ and the bodily resurrection of Christ, which brings me to my very first Catholic apologetics conference. I was greatly enjoying this apologetics conference led by a uh, nationally known Catholic uh, apologist And during the Q&A, this question came up. What do Catholics believe about the rapture? Answer, Catholics don't believe in the rapture. End of discussion. No explanation. And honestly, I was sitting there shocked because (laughs) now by that time, I had long since ditched the dispensational view of the rapture theory and all of that. Um, I had uh, wanted to prove the theory true, learned Greek, studied this whole thing, wanting it to be true. I had long ditched it, but I still had the, what shall I say? I still had the internal wiring in my life because I have in my past used that Schofield reference Bible. In my life, I had merge the rapture theory with beliefs in the historic Christian fundamentals. And when I just heard it saying we don't believe in the rapture, it's like saying and I, and I'm thinking, I have Protestant friends, that would be like saying we don't Catholics don't believe in the truthfulness of the Bible or Catholics don't believe in the second coming of Christ or Catholics don't believe in the resurrection of the body. Now I know all that isn't true, but I'm just saying, if you just leave it, we don't believe in it, and period, no explanation or anything else, I, I think you're just burning a bridge, you're putting up walls, and you're not being a winsome apologist. Okay, I began our studies in First Thessalonians by very carefully defining what it was in a general sense. This is I said this is our provisional definition. I said it refers to the events in first Thessalonians four, sixteen through seventeen. Okay? But after our history lesson today, here it is in one sentence. It's not a short sentence, but in one sentence, this is how the Catholic talking to his or her Protestant friend can explain how Catholics use the word rapture. Here it goes. Catholics believe that the rapture, as described in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17, is the second coming of Christ that coincides with the literal bodily resurrection of faithful believers to meet him as he returns to a renewed, transformed earth. Now, if you want that definition, I realize it's a little long, but if you can get this one sentence under your belt, so to speak... and we're going to email this to you just make your request for steve's definition catholic definition of the rapture send an email to ask the at gmail.com i'll give it to you again ask the host at gmail.com and you can be more effective than some professional catholic apologist when it comes to talking to people like i was i know how this feels firsthand and I've also taken the time to look into the history. Why is this so much a part of the spiritual DNA of folks? And when you use this definition, Catholics believe that the rapture, as described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, is the second coming of Christ that coincides with the literal bodily resurrection of faithful believers to meet him as he returns to a renewed and transformed earth. You just didn't burn a bridge, you didn't put up a wall, and you probably gave your Protestant friend a mild heart attack by being able to cite chapter and verse of where the rapture is found, and you've defined it, because the word rapture in English is derived from the Latin Vulgate. It comes from the Catholic Bible. Let's use it in such a way as to bring friends into a Catholic understanding of the end times. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Episode 12 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.